All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live. It's Thursday, April 6th, and Daily Faceoff Live is presented by Botano.ca. The game begins now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. He's former NHL netminder, Mike McKenna, current Daily Faceoff analyst. How you doing? Yeah, living, man. Got to see my goalie put on – my goalie, my girl, uh, my 10-year-old daughter put on goalie skates for the first time last night, Frank. So this How might be go? a really uh, – you know what? The skating was good, um, but this might be a long road. So I think I'm prepared for it, but it was cool. It was nerve wracking. It was all those emotions mixed in. I know you're a goalie. I just, I want every time my guy asks and he played one game last year against the worst team no, in the league. No, yeah. No. He, he allowed eight goals and I was like, Oh, that's great. Never. Do that's that perfect. Again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out to our guy, Tyler Uremchuk, who is behind the scenes pushing the buttons today as our producer, our guy, Alex Allard back in Ottawa, affected by the ice storms. Uh, crazy. Just talked to someone in Montreal who was saying he was dodging ice falling from skyscrapers in downtown Montreal today. So uh, stay safe, everyone out in Eastern Canada. Let's uh, let's dive right in with some hockey talk and let's talk Mike enormous win by the Calgary Flames. So you're saying there's a chance just when you think they're out after losing to the Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday night, the 32nd place team in the league entering that game. They travel to Winnipeg. Jacob Markstrom starts on back-to-back nights, and they beat the team that they're chasing to set up a wild potential final eight days in the NHL regular season. 
Mike, what do you make of this Calgary Flames team? What kind of chance do you give them, and how big of a night was it for Jacob Markstrom to steady the ship? Yeah, pretty huge for Markstrom to come back after after a loss in Calgary and then play the next night in Winnipeg in a back-to-back scenario. I mean, that's gutsy move from Daryl Sutter. And, and I think you're right that it gave the Flames hope, but it doesn't secure anything. They're still on the outside looking in, and I think you really have to look at it in this perspective that Calgary's got three games left to Winnipeg's four, Calgary does have the easier route. They have easier games. Okay. They're going to play Vancouver on Saturday. Then they've got Nashville and San Jose. You flip that to Washington or to Winnipeg, who's got a really hard schedule, but it's still that game in hand factor. So for me, I think that Calgary is going to have to take at least five of six points in these next three games to give themselves a chance. Um, that would put them a point ahead of Winnipeg if Winnipeg only gets four of eight. So when you look at the math, it's still tough for the Flames. But last night, was pretty pretty awesome to see. I mean, I think they outwilled the Jets. I think that they were also a smarter team and played a bit harder than them. And and Markstrom was fantastic, Frank. So Sutter looks good with that decision. Um, but this is still a pretty big mountain to climb, I think, for the Flames to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I agree. The odds are still stacked against them. You mentioned uh, the points, the tiebreaker, the game in hands. That's all big a big deal in terms of who gets in at the end of the day. How much of, of not just the decision to play Markstrom on the back-to-back, but what I noticed in a big way was his demeanor. There was, of course, that run-in with Pierre-Luc Dubois, and, mm-hmm. you know, tensions sort of flared at, at varying points, but it seemed to me like Markstrom always had his eye on the prize. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, even afterwards he said that he was pretty pissed off from the night before, and it kind of fed into it. And, you know, I've been like that before, Frank. My mom used to always say, don't piss off Mike, he'll play better. And I think Markstrom's got a little bit of that in him. Um, that he was still trying to rectify the previous night in some ways, you know? So um, I, I just thought he was awesome, man. I think about that save he made, diving back to his post with the blocker to prevent a pass from going across and a couple other side-to-side lateral movements that just kept them in the game and and shut down any hope that, that Winnipeg had, I thought, and um, especially in the third period, coming up big for that team. So let's look at it from the Winnipeg Jets perspective because they've opened the door here. And, and frankly, you could look at it from one perspective and say, yeah, the Calgary Flames have closed a seven-point gap in a matter of a month. But you could also look at it from the Winnipeg side of you and say, that's seven points that the Jets have blown. And now in this spot, tied in points. And yeah, you've got the game in hand and, and the tiebreakers. So there's reason to feel good if you're the Jets. And if anything, the Flames just proved that it's possible to flush a really crushing loss. But what would you be feeling today in the Winnipeg Jets locker room? I Here's the thing. like If I'm opposing the Jets, I'm not scared of that team. You can say they're big and heavy, but how many nights is everybody in that club bringing it? Like I think the Jets have got to look inward and say, wow, we're, we're just not playing smart here. And, and we're not getting the contributions we need, man. Shifley was dash three again last night. Wheeler was pretty much zeros across the board. He had one shot and a hit. That's not good enough if you're trying to keep yourself in the Stanley Cup playoffs against a desperate team. Simple as that for me. And you take six penalty, you give six power plays to the Flames. I understand that the Flames didn't score, but how much pressure does that put on your D? Like Winnipeg's four of their six D played over five minutes of kill last night. It's no wonder that they had a tough time. Like that's just too much. And if you're going to not be able to give yourself momentum, how are you going to come back and play that way? It's just not smart hockey. It hasn't been consistent for 60 minutes with Winnipeg. And they're kind of backing into it here, Frank. Yeah, That's, this the whole point of making playoffs is to win the Stanley Cup, not to just make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like a, as I say all the time with myself, 
they're uh, they're a team going downhill on a scooter with one wheel. They're just trying to make it to the finish line, and that's no yeah. way to enter the playoffs because they're backing into it. Quickly, are, are we sleeping on the Nashville Predators? And I know that this sounds funny to say because we kind of look at this as a two-horse race at the moment. But when you look at the remaining schedules for both teams, there is two common threads that ties them. They both play the San Jose Sharks, who can play spoiler. And they both play the Nashville Predators, who have one additional game in hand as you look at the Western Conference standings. So the Preds have 77 games played, and the Flames have 79, the Jets 78. If the Preds win out, this is a mathematical fact, if the Preds win out because they play both the Flames and the Jets, the Preds are in. Do you give any any stock in that? No. no I mean, I've watched the – I've watched Nashville play entire games here, not just clips. And I don't think it's there unless UC Soros just goes on a ridiculous run, which you can't count out. I was going to say against all you have to do is win those two games in particular, plus get a little help. It's not really out of the realm of possibility because let's face it, as we've just talked about the flames and the jets, neither one of them have been world beaters. Yeah. Well, that's it. And that's it's Soros factor. And can Tommy Novechkin keep putting it in the net? Right. Can your young talent keep it going? I mean, Novechkin. What, you what got a it, name. brother. Yeah. That yeah. is outstanding. Uh, let's talk Eastern Conference playoff race. What a slate it is. It was a juicy Western Conference battle on Wednesday night. Um, and now the Flames don't play again until Saturday uh, when they visit Vancouver. So we'll have some time to digest uh, what this means for Winnipeg as well. The Pittsburgh Penguins right back in the action at home now against the Minnesota Wild on Thursday. The Florida Panthers host the Ottawa Senators. I mean, go through the list. There's plenty to play for. The New York Islanders host the Tampa Bay Lightning after their juicy affair uh, with the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden on Wednesday. No more critical, Mike, than the Pittsburgh Penguins. And take me inside their room. What would they be feeling today? I think they're feeling a lot of pressure, especially after um, their last game and, and knowing how they just weren't detailed enough. And it hasn't been consistent. You go back to the trade deadline and the Penguins are 7-9-1. And, and even in the past couple of weeks, you're still treading water at 2-2. Two and two, And they're giving up too many goals. They've been at about 3.75 in that same time frame, and they're just not scoring enough. So can you look strictly to a power play to pull you out of it? Well, it's been okay for the Penguins, but 5-on-5 five five is where it needs to come from. And they've been below three goals per game since trade deadline. That's not enough in today's NHL. And you, you can't give up a half dozen odd man rushes against and expect to win. That is not winning hockey. The Penguins have to stay out of the box and play with some detail. And their goalie's been playing hurt. Jari is not at 100%. So um, for, for the Penguins here, man, like there's no doubt that these next three games, the only saving grace to me, they're playing Detroit, Chicago, Columbus. If you can't beat Detroit, Chicago, and Columbus to ensure yourself a spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you don't deserve to be there. But they're also facing, they also got a couple teams ahead of them now, right? You got the Panthers and the Islanders sitting right there that are playing pretty decent. So we'll see, man. Yeah, the, the Islanders, they're certainly vulnerable as well. What do you make of the Panthers and the stretch that they've played? Uh, I still don't think that they're, they haven't been tight enough defensively, but Alex Lyon's been on a tear. So he's won four straight games. Is there, is there any, is he due for regression? Is the team due for regression? Statistically, probably. But they're vibing right now. And Maddie Kachuk's been through the roof for them, Frank. Okay, so I'm going to ask you again. Put a stake in the ground. We had this conversation a couple days ago. Yep. Who's in, who's out? Panthers are in. Penguins are going to make it. I'm going to say the Islanders may struggle to get in. 
And I don't know who has a bigger offseason ahead if that were to be the case, regardless of which team is in or out, Penguins or Islanders. My answer changes every day. <laughs> I, well, I, that's the thing is is our answer has changed as a collective. Like, who would have said heading into today that the Flames still had a chance after losing oh. to the Hawks? Yeah. No one at all. It didn't, didn't look like it, that's for no. sure. There was nothing to hang your hat on. And again, same exact conversation as in the East is in the West. If you can't beat the Chicago Blackhawks, you don't deserve to make it. Yeah, and they're not trying to. But it's the same way with San Jose for Winnipeg and Flames, right? They better win those games because you know San Jose is not going to nice a team that's anything below American League level, level towards the end of the season here. It's crazy. Let's talk about two teams that had their playoff streaks officially end. The Washington Capitals have been eliminated from Stanley Cup playoff contention. No real shock. Same thing with the St. Louis Blues, who have made it nine of the last 10 years. It's been an incredible run of success for Alex Ovechkin and the Caps. And same thing with the Blues, both teams winning Stanley Cups in back-to-back years, 2018 and 2019. But they're kind of tied at the hip now in the sense that they both had some aging players. They both sold off at the deadline in significant ways. Which team is most likely to bounce back to the playoffs next season? Or I should say more likely. The Caps or the Blues? No, I think it's St. Louis. Um, even since the trade deadline, when they've brought in Jacob Vrana and Sammy Blay, they're they're nine six and two, which you can't really take the end of this season and project it to next year. But I think with the Blues, you somewhat can because their their structure of their their salaries and their cap hit and the players that they have under contract for next year is kind of set. You know, like I think they still need to go grab a center. They need a top line forward, of course, with Ryan O'Reilly leaving town, but. Pavel Bejnevich has played center. Maybe they think he fills that role. They're going to have to rework the decor for the Blues. you got Falk, Krug, Pareko, Letty, Bortuzzo, Scandella. Those guys, that's your top six. I think that's going to have to change if you're Doug Armstrong. But they've also got Joel Hofer coming into the Nets, who, for all we know, may play better than Bennington. Yeah. So I think that St. Louis has a real chance of bouncing back versus Washington. For me, that's it's an aging team that has a there's a lot of work to do with that lineup. They need forwards. They probably have five and a, five and a half NHL defensemen at this stage, Frank. So I just think the Blues are closer. Yeah, I, I agree. But I will also say the one nice thing about Washington is they have the flexibility required, That's right? True. Like yeah. they've they've missed out. Or I shouldn't say missed out, but they've you know gone ahead and sort of re-upped some of these guys. They signed Nick Jensen to his extension. They signed Trevor Van Riemsdyk to his extension. Uh, they traded for Rasmus Sandin using one of those first round picks that they got. So they're right back kind of at square one in terms of pick capital. And that's actually why I lean towards St. Louis. I've talked about this a number of times this season. Just look at Doug Armstrong's playbook. Every time that he sold off pieces, whether it was Kevin Shattenkirk or Paul Stasny, he's then used the picks that he's acquired from those trades that very next summer. He went out and got Ryan O'Reilly. He went out and got Braden Chen. Those were huge pieces for this team. And so now the Blues are sitting here. They're armed with two additional first-round picks in what's already a special draft. Look for them to use that capital to get better in the short term because I think they're looking at it saying, not all that different than Vancouver and some other markets. With Cairo, with Thomas, with the defense that we have led by Krug, we're probably not going to bottom out in a crazy way where – we need to rebuild. They just need to retool. And, and they have that foundational core to be able to do that. Yeah, Kyrou and Thomas are pretty exciting at forward. But, you know, the one thing Washington does have, man, they've got about seven and a half million bucks in projected cap space they can play around with. And I think they actually have some tradable assets that they could probably move for some return. So um, 
I'm interested to see what they get on the back end. Orlov leaving was big, and I think they're going to have to do, they're going to have to try to get Connor Sheary back. But man, he's going to be worth way more than 1.5 million, I think, next year. So we'll see, man. Some heavy lifting in Washington, but they got pieces. Yeah, Sheary's point total is interesting, but I think he's earning the pay that he is because teams don't know exactly how to utilize him and where to play him. So something to keep oh, an eye on. Let's get to uh, this week's edition of the next wave with our guy Stephen Ellis coming in to talk Frozen Four action. That's right. Pleased to welcome back to the program Stephen Ellis, our daily faceoff prospects analyst. The puck drops in Tampa Bay with the Frozen Four on Thursday evening. You can catch that action on ESPN if you're in the U.S. Stephen, uh, when you take a look at these four teams, you've got three of the sort of legacy blue blood big boy programs and one challenger in Quinnipiac, which has certainly punched above its weight class in recent years. But I want you to give me one player that you're keeping an eye on from each of those four teams. I want to start with uh, Minnesota, the favorite to win it all. And I got to go with Logan Cooley, the Arizona Coyotes prospect. It's you know, the, the way he could take over and just dominate is just uh, unbelievable. And, you know, I think that he's got to be one of the best two ways uh, forwards in the, the uh, it, as a prospect right now. Uh, and seeing all that damage he's able to do with that group and the best line in the tournament is quite something. Adam Fantilli on the University of Michigan, another player that you just you can't ignore. He's a top scorer in college hockey. goes out there and gets 64 points this year. One of the best freshman seasons we've ever seen. And, I feel like he's almost not talked about enough. And part of that is just because of how good Minnesota's top line is. But Fantilli just, you know, he's he's got the size, he's got the skill, he's got everything to be uh, as dominant as he can be. Lane Hudson on a, a BU, you know, again, I think everyone's heard enough about him this year. He's just under the 50-point mark. He probably will hit the 50-point mark um, this weekend. Uh, goes out there, gets 15 goals this year. He's got breaks records. He's won so many awards. This is one of the best defensemen. I'm very shocked he did not make it as a Hobie Baker final three finalist. To me, he deserved it 100%. And the last one from Quinnipiac is actually goaltender Yaniv Peretz, who is one of the better uh, undrafted prospects, I'd say, in the NCAA. Uh, you look at his stats there, 10 shutouts. He's just been a shutout machine over his last couple of years. And it'll be interesting to see if NHL teams decide to take a look at him because he's kind of just got everything going for him um, from a skill perspective. He moves super well. And uh, again, there's a reason why Quinnipiac's here with so few NHL players and part of that is just because of how good Peretz has been yeah Peretz has been I saw him a lot this year myself as well and um, that Quinnipiac team was really good in front of him so I'm curious to see how he stacks up against some really top end talent now you said earlier that you know Minnesota's the favorite going in of course Michigan is absolutely stacked with high-end draft choices so how do you expect this to play out who's going to win the Frozen Four and then when you're done with that why don't you just tell the world why the St. Lawrence Skating Saints are going to be there next year well, I'm not going to say that because I'd be a lie. What? But <laughs> sorry, but, but uh, yeah, I think if the favorite's got to be Minnesota, just the way they've been able to dominate. They've got incredible depth, uh, good goaltending. Um, Luke Middlestad, I thought, looked really good. Uh, he's a prospect for this year's draft. He's a, a double overager, I believe. So that's a guy to keep an eye on there too. But uh, just the way they can shut down opponents. But you know, Michigan went out there and beat them in the Big Ten championships. And you know, look at Luke Luke Hughes, and you don't want to have to stop him. And um, the Eric Portillo can steal games too. So uh, I think those are the two teams that will make it to the final. I just, you know, f 
the way Minnesota was rolling during the regionals, they looked like they had something to prove, and they made sure all the teams they faced uh, felt that wrath. Michigan had a bit of a tougher road there, um, and you know if you could shut down that top six in in Michigan, that's a that's a pretty hard thing to do. But that's how you kind of neuter them. But I think I got to go with Minnesota. Just that team's just too strong. So you're not liking BU at all here. It looks like I. They got to play Minnesota. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, before we let you go, you got to tell us, give us, uh, rattle off which players from this Frozen Four weekend are going to step directly into the NHL this season. Oh, well, you know, you're looking at Matt Nyes. It sounds like that's a guy that, you know, Leaf fans will be looking forward to to watching. Uh, Luke Hughes will be another one for the New Jersey uh, Devils. And as I see Mike uh, going out there and getting that's that's a nice jersey, I got to say. I gotta say that's Let's a good go one. But uh, I, I, you know what? I, I, I know it's it's too like if Minnesota was out, I would have said Logan Cooley. But I'm gonna so the two for sure to keep an eye on would be uh, Matthew Nyes and uh, Luke Hughes. Okay, uh, yeah, can't wait to see it. No shortage of NHL ready players, even some guys that are ready to be drafted uh, this upcoming June. Thanks to Stephen Ellis, we'll have our eye on the Frozen Four this weekend in Tampa Bay, and that'll do it for this week's edition of the Next Wave. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Before we get there, I got to give a shout-out to our diehard listener, our guy Jeremiah, he's from Alaska, and he's uh, going all the way to Tampa for the tournament. So that is uh, that is quite a haul. I, I, I Mind-blowing stat, Jack Michaels, the voice of the Edmonton Oilers, he once said, did you know that it's 2,500 miles just from Alaska to Seattle on a flight? And I was like, he, he was calling games for the ECHL's Alaska Aces. Do you know how many times I've done the 2,500-mile commute between just there and there? How far is it from Seattle all the way to Tampa? It's like the other side of the world. So big shout-out to our guy, Jeremiah. 
Um, our Ask DFO inbox question of the day is, big or small story, the Chicago Wolves deciding to apparently go unaffiliated and independent for next season? This is a really big story, if you ask me, because the whole goal of the American League has been to mirror the NHL and always have a single affiliate for every team. The goal of getting to 32 teams across the board has been there forever. So now if you've got a team without an affiliation, somebody's going to have to do dual. Dual affiliations suck, Frank, for the players, for the coaches, for the franchise, for everybody. And the funniest part of this is that the Carolina Hurricanes ended up going to the Wolves in 2020 to save a couple bucks. They left Charlotte, North Carolina, right in their backyard to go to Chicago. And now they presumably aren't going to have a primary affiliate. This seems like a big headache to me, Frank. I'm surprised to see it happen. Um, the American Hockey League doesn't like this type of turmoil. They never did under Dave Andrews. Now with Scott Housen running it, I'm interested to see how he addresses this. Yeah. Um, I'd be curious to see if teams ultimately decide to then independently loan players to Chicago, which is always their right to outside of their affiliation agreement. Yeah, it could happen, especially if you've got somebody you think may not get the same amount of playing time. Maybe somebody you'd kick to the ECHL. Maybe they find a home with the Wolves but it's going to be a lone wolf operation. Quite literally. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I yeah, I, I did. I, was, I, I like what yeah. you're putting down there. That's good. Uh, yeah. Love the, the comments that we're getting in the chat today. Jimmy Milstead says, Pitt joining caps on the golf course. So, yeah, that's uh, we'll see if that happens or not. But speaking of the Penguins, also from our YouTube chat, our guy Barra says, will the Penguins still go all in this summer? Will they make a big splash in free agency? I was saying before, Mike, how really perplexing of a summer this is going to be. And, and this is a big question that I think either the Islanders or Penguins ask, have to ask themselves if they miss. When would they be getting back in? Because you yeah. think about some of the young teams that are coming. Buffalo, they're knocking on the door. They're only going to get better this summer. That's going to be a destination. Ottawa, you're thinking with oh, yeah. the ownership changes and potentially some increased spending that team is going to be a lot better detroit's that, coming strong too detroit that's another one yeah. so who where's the opening going to be to get in yeah it's gonna to be tough and that's where i mean hextall's always been pretty conservative like at some point you got to take a pretty big swing here i think so um i'm very curious to see that and you mentioned that trip jack michaels echl alaska i did that with the vegas wranglers when they were in the echl we went to and from alaska i think four times in one year Dude, that's a lot of travel, man. <laughs> Those were long flights. I uh, just long flights. I was thinking watching the WHL playoffs on Wednesday night. How about long bus rides? First round matchup: Winnipeg Ice against Medicine Hat Tigers. That's eleven hours. Eleven hours. Well, dude, in college, we we had two two time two weekends in a row right after nine eleven, and we weren't flying. We had to drive from Canton, New York, to Lake Superior State in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and back. And then two weeks later, we went to Houghton, Michigan to play Michigan Tech. Those were 14- and 17-hour trips, respectively, I think. Yeah, but not so. a playoff series, though. Woo! No, thankfully not. Yeah, and Connor Bedard, we're keeping an eye on his series as well. The Regina Pats, a 29-point difference between themselves and the Saskatoon Blades this season. They are all square at 2-2 in their best of seven series after the Saskatoon Blades won in OT on Wednesday. That brings us to our uh, Botano Daily Bet segment. Our hero, Tyler Uramchuk, is in the fold. Tyler, how are you doing? Good. Forgot to turn on half my lights, so excuse the uh, dark half of my face for uh, this yeah, edition. Of our it actually you, makes you look a little Great. better. So it's, it's yeah. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Uh, a couple ominous. of plays. Couple of plays tonight, courtesy of Batano, and uh, let's flash those up here really quick. First off, you can see all the props they offer there in the top left. I like going with a shot prop for the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, and it's actually Brian Rust who's hit this mark in four of his last five, including three in a row, minus 120. Pretty decent payout for something that's been hitting that consistently. So I like Brian Rust to go over his shot prop tonight, and also. The Seattle Kraken on the puck line. Now, the Arizona Coyotes have been one of the most profitable teams betting-wise at home. They're on the road. They're in Seattle, and Seattle's got a shot to clinch the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. So I do like betting against the Yotes on their just brutal road record, only seven road wins on the season, and also a little bit of just a pure vibes play, Frank. I think the Kraken, with a chance to clinch on home ice, will come out very hungry tonight. Mm -hmm. I like them to cover that puck line, so take that and the Brian Rust Pretty awesome to see the Kraken entering the clinching scenario conversation for the first time in franchise history. Thanks to Tyler Emchuk for our Batano daily bet segment. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Mike, that brings us to garbage time. And today is the five-year anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. I'm holding uh, a ribbon in my hands. This is the ribbon that was on my suit the day that we went back to Humboldt for their first game back. Um, geez, just so many emotions come over me today. Can't believe that it's been five years. And I was reflecting last night before going to bed, just thinking about how so many families were together for the last time, um, had no idea what would be coming their way, um, on a clear blue sky day in, Saskatch in, in uh, Saskatchewan, just to think of all the lives that were changed, the lives that were lost. Uh, how our world and their world specifically would never be quite the same again. Uh, I can't even fathom. I still can't wrap my head around it and, and can't come to grips with it today. I spent a week in Humboldt in the days immediately following the accident and just left a profound uh, impact on me and my life. Um, emotional connections that still remain there. And just think of all the people you know, that we're lucky enough to survive the crash whose lives have also been changed in such big ways. I was at the Denver airport a few weeks back, coming back from Edmonton, actually, when I was out there for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. And I ran into Tyler Smith, who was on the bus. He was there with a few of his Broncos teammates. I was eating Chick-fil-A in the Denver International Airport. And there they were. It was just great to see those guys and, uh, and glad to see that they're all, you know, managing and doing well. And uh, just thinking of everyone in Humboldt connected to the team today, the Hogan family, so many uh, around that have been affected by this. Yeah. And, it, you know, you think back to being an active player at the time. And I, I actually have my Dallas Stars mask here. And you can see I've got the Humboldt Broncos sticker that we all put on our helmets uh, that season and how, you know, it started this this thing where for, for reasons I wish never happened, but when something bad happens in hockey or someone's lost, we put sticks out, you know, and that's the first time I'd ever really seen that sticks out for Humboldt. And now it's kind of become a rallying cry of, of hockey people in general um, to remember people and, and what's happened previously. And just thinking about it here with leaves a hole in my heart, you know, and especially as players, we were all one step away, Frank, like we all knew somebody who was tied to that team very closely. Right. I mean, I think you, how many hours did you we just talked about how many hours you spent riding the bus like it yeah. could be anyone at any time. And you just something you just take for granted. You get on the bus and you just arrive and you get off the bus. 
That's and that's our that's works. your biggest fear on the bus, yeah. man. Like because these have happened, right? There, there was one with Swift Current years ago. There was one with the Albany River Rats that had some players be really seriously injured, not only you know a decade and a half ago. So it scares you. Um, it's part of what we do growing up in hockey, and it's just um, you know it's it's a reminder five years out that I don't think we're ever going to forget that team in any way. And like you say, though, there is for you in Denver to run into them and see them and be able to to catch up was pretty cool and. Um, definitely always remembered. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, five years feels in some ways like the blink of an eye. In some ways, it feels like a hundred. Uh, our thoughts, uh, certainly with everyone in Humboldt today, that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Huge shout out to our guy, Tyler Remchuk with the Ice Storms Out East. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Totally changed plans today and put on a great-looking show for you all. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe on YouTube, give us a like, and we'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Friday. You know where to find us. Until then, enjoy the playoff races, everyone. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first, and you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.